Welcome to the moon room. <laughs> Happy Friday, everyone. It's Friday. It's Freya's day. Oh, I love Freya's day. Um, like I said, the Norse goddess of beauty and love. She's my, oh, I love her. So um, I've had the craziest Friday and I can't believe I'm just now doing this. <clears throat> like it's almost, God, it's almost 530 that I'm getting to finally record this. Um, so I woke up this morning, y'all, to the flattest of flat tires. Actually, my dad woke up to it and messaged me. <laughs> He was like, did you know your tire's like flat? And so that we had to spend a lot of the day getting that together and getting that fixed and taking it places and shit. And, uh, and then I got back and I was like, oh shit, I have, I, so I have a coaching practice as well. So the tire made me like forget that I had a client. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't forget, but like by the time I got here from finishing the tire, well then I hadn't done any of my yoga or anything, like, you know, my morning stuff. So then I got here and it's like, oh my gosh, I have like 15 minutes till my client which that goes for a whole hour or so. And then, like, this has been all day. This has been all day because it's been all day stuff. So um, I was like, I'm making this this fucking thing today, though, because I said I'm going to do one daily. So um, here I am. And today is a a lovely day because it's also Beyonce's day. This is a Beyonce day. Her newest album, obviously, is everybody. TikTok has gone crazy, like ape shit. Like I went, I, I was, you know, like, cause I wasn't able to do, I was with my dad and everything for a lot of the day and, and um, getting all the car and everything together and my parents. So I've only been able to like scroll through and see kind of like the, the like comment, like not the comments, but like what people splatter across the, the thing on their their TikToks and it's uh, church girl is apparently a like really big song <laughs> so I haven't actually listened to any of the the album yet um so I plan on doing that after I submit all this to you guys um so I want to I want to get in and see how everybody's feeling like everybody's just feeling so amazing about it and of course it's like the anyway so today what I asked Soros is like so what do I read today and okay we're gonna keep on with the like little <clears throat> little book reading that we did but um I just I figured oh since it's Beyonce's day I will read my Beyonce dream that I had (laughs) um and just keep it going like that so all right so first earth we're gonna read I'm gonna read from the earth medicine by Jamie Sams so earth medicine ancestors ways of harmony for many moons um okay so today is Again, the seventh, so it's the seventh moon, the third day. And here's what it says. All are loved as family. So that's the theme for today. All are loved as family. Grandfather's sun shines on every creed and race. He does not limit his light to one variety of tree or one area of land. Grandmother moon marks the passing of seasons and directs the flow of the tides for every child of earth. The Mother Earth nurtures every living thing and gives life abundant to all of the Earth tribe. Father Sky houses the clouds, the thunder, the lightning, and the life-giving rains. The stones, plants, and creatures who are our brothers and sisters are here to teach us about being human. The great mystery set these creations in motion so all two-legged humans could find their places in this family of all our relations. Oh. So, and then it, so that's like the first part. And then here's the little, the little blurb afterwards. It is time to honor this gift of family by taking our roles as guardians of our resources. 
We are being asked to become the gentle caretakers that the great mystery intended us to be. The separation of the fourth world is coming to an end. Oh, so um, Native, this kind of way of looking at the worlds uh, is kind of in the same way we look at dimensions. So when we talk about uh, the earth upshifting from the fourth, 4D to the 5D, this is what they also mean. They just call it the fourth world to the fifth world because the premise is that this world has done, it, this is the fifth time that the world has been here. Remember I talked about how we'll never know how many times there was a Jesus Christ or something like him that came to like shift everything back. Um, native spirituality also holds that kind of way of looking at it because, well, they get all the information from the star people. <laughs> but um, so the concept of moving uh, from the separation of the fourth world, uh, we're moving now into the fifth world. <clears throat> so the separation of the fourth world is coming to an end. It is time. Now we must face the enemies that dwell within our hearts. The enemies of hatred and bitterness strangle our spirits and harden our hearts, telling us to cast aside the dream of planetary wholeness. Loves all things, the grandmother that we, the clan mother we met the other day, loves all things, shows us that we are one planet, one people, one race, the human tribe. And that's it. Oh my God, how, how Michael Jackson is that? <laughs> one planet, one people. One. Anyway, um, so that's the end of that little uh, passage for the day. Um, yeah, it definitely, oh, and I wanted to point out though, like when I said, the one I said something about how um, the, the people that I was, that I learned from, that the wise folk is always about, uh, you know, like grandmother moon and father sky and the, how the wind doesn't, what did I say? The wind doesn't ask permission to blow. It just blows. This is kind of along that, you know, how Father Sky houses the clouds and the thunder and the lightning and the stones and the plants are, are brothers and sisters. So really looking at um, this whole place as one, because technically, I mean, we're all inside of the same simulation, right? Because it's what this is. This whole life thing that we're doing here on Earth is a simulation. Um, so if we look at it that way, then all of us, including everything that we can see with our eyes, is actually one. Nothing is separate. Um, and that's your quantum physics for you. <laughs> Nothing is ever not touching you. Well, while well, we perceive things to not. Uh, that's a whole different conversation, quantum physics. Um, so, uh, yeah, so All My Relations. Uh, actually, I have an album called All My Relations because that's what we do, do in the Sweat Lodge. We talk about All My Relations. But at the end of this passage, it said that, you know, um, the great mystery set these creations in motion so that all two-legged humans could find their place in the family of all our relations. So that phrase, it means what I just said, like the stones are your relations, the, the trees are your relations. Every single person you come into contact with is your relations. Um, earth is your, like every, all my relations is we are related to everything and everyone because we aren't separate. All right, so that's, that is that. Um, okay, so now, uh, when I ask Spirit, like, you know, what do I read for the day? What story do I tell? Um, I don't know if this is much of a story, but it is my dream that I had. And, uh, yeah, okay, so. So this dream, <clears throat> this is a Beyonce dream. This is the, I think this is, the, this is the first time I dreamt about her, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so it was August 23rd, 2020. So two years ago, right, yeah. Oh, like August is like tomorrow. So August 23rd, 2020 at 3 a.m. Okay, so I write this at 3 a.m. about the dream from the 
night before, apparently. Okay, so I guess I had the dream on the 22nd of August and didn't write about it till the middle of the night the next night <clears throat> when I, like, remembered. I don't know. Shit. Okay, so it says the dream was on the 22nd. All right. Yesterday morning, I dreamt about Beyonce, Blue Ivy, and her twins. I was in a place all black nothingness, and Blue Ivy appeared in a reddish-orange wispy haze. Then Beyonce appeared next to her. In the dream, I'm just watching as if I'm watching a documentary on Beyonce's life on TV, but I'm in this black place. I watched this part of Beyonce's life for a while without any thoughts. Then it's like a page turns, but not really a page, more like a record turning over in a jukebox. The page turns and Beyonce's, or sorry, yeah, the page turns and Beyonce's twin babies appear. And I go, oh right, she had twins. And then Beyonce appears from behind them with her hands outstretched, each holding, or sorry, with her with her hands outstretched to hold each baby. So okay, read that again. So Beyonce appears from behind them, with her hands outstretched to hold each baby. Again, they're all in this reddish orange haze in this black place. I watched this for a while, then the dream continues, but I don't remember the rest. I think I was in the Akashic Records, and that's the end of the dream. So that was my first Akashic Record dream of Beyonce. <laughs> um, I learned, so the Akashic Records um, the, are a place that stores all of our histories and all of our everything. But I started being shown Akashic Record dreams um, in my dreams without like going to the Akashic Records. So people, when they're awake, there's a lot of people who work with the records. I work with the records. I do a lot of readings <clears throat> for people. Well, I go into different realms, but I work with the Akashic Records as well. And, um, and oh God, what was I just saying? Oh, so the way people describe it is like a hall, like a, a hall you walk into. Now, mind you, when I've done readings for people, um, it does, there's something that appears like a hall, but my hall has all these different doors that I can go into and each door has a realm, depending on who I'm working with and what they need. So, um, so this one though, this is the strangest dream though, because I wasn't inside a hall. I didn't choose to come here. And I just, it just was like, I was in all blackness, like space. Um, and then like fiery reddish stuff like would appear behind her and her babies. Um, the biggest reason how I knew I was in the records though, was the, the page turned <laughs> like, like in a book, but not a book. Like, like when you're literally watching a jukebox flip the page of a, like, it's like when you're standing from that vantage point, uh, it was as if that happened with like the entire black place that I was in. Like it was weird, <laughs> but, um, oh, you know what it's like? Stranger things, you know, the little black place that, um, what's her name? The 11 goes to when she's like seeing stuff, like when she's having her visions or whatever. And it's like, I think she, the water appears at some point. She might be drowning, but that's like, that's what it looks like. Only thing is I don't, I don't dream these, this place. I like, I, I think, anyway, I don't dream this place a lot, but this was the, the first one I had of Beyonce to let me know, to pay attention to any dreams that come of Beyonce or anytime she shows up in any of my dreams. And child, Beyonce, you come up in a lot of my dreams. <laughs> I just, but most of them, they're all at the place and it's, she's not really doing anything. It's like just a regular day. But um, this was the first one that was like very centered on her. And then later on, in meditations and stuff, and I'd have more dreams that showed all of more Hathers together at the place, then I was told that that's the dream I need to refer to <clears throat> as like an Akashic Record dream. The rest of the women that I had dreams of, their dreams came to me in different ways. It didn't all look like that one where it's a, the black place, 
but I would always be watching some sort of scene of their life and they couldn't see me. It was like I was watching on a TV. Um, like my consciousness was like just exam- observing. I don't know, it's weird. Um, and it, and it's always too, like I'm not really, like I'm not me I'm like, it's like I'm just there. So I don't have my own thoughts going. Um, which is how I know it was an Akashic Record. Anyway, so that was the Beyonce dream. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I'm so happy that she got to have this amazing, you know, like new release after, after these years and everything. And the, the, I, I know the track list was so powerful when I read it. So I'm, I'm excited to, to listen to it. Especially that plastic on the, <laughs> on the sofa, <laughs> fucking plastic. Ah, how many people have had fucking, did you ever sit on plastic as a sofa and come up with a cut? Like, I swear to God, I actually had like, like, you know, burns and cuts and shit from like the, the plastic that just would rip on the corner or the edge or maybe the the person had so many people didn't sat on the plastic that the plastic is having no holes in the seat and so like you're just scraping up it's like we might as well take it up because obviously our butts is getting it all on the, the through the holes the, the the furniture is getting ruined anyway like with <laughs> stuff seeping through the through the cracks of the plastic man i'm so glad we start i hope people stop doing that buying couches with i don't know if people have i don't know who knows but I'm excited to listen to that song <laughs> and church girls too. Um, that's a, that's a whole, that's a good one too. From what I've seen online, that that's apparently a really good one. So I'm looking forward to that too. Um, I don't really know what else I'm supposed to share other than, Oh, um, so I guess, you know, like I'm doing this right, but I did mention I have coaching client and I forgot that like, yeah, that's something I can offer people. <laughs> like I actually do coach. I, I have, well, well, yeah, it's co- it's wildness coaching. It's not therapy because you know I didn't. I decided to not continue to like do therapy with people because you got to get a license for all that shit, and I'm not doing that. But um, yeah, coaching people. My biggest goal actually is funny. When I went into grad school, I I told them that um, I wanted to become a co a, a therapist for artists because artists has so many different um, so many different specific unique issues that have to do with like being an artist that the general population has no concept of and I was like and most therapists because I had been to so many by that point um through my whole adulthood um I could tell like they didn't I was I felt like I was always having to like help with therapy like to help them understand a lot of me in order to be able to help me but then by that point it's like well I already know how to help myself because I didn't just helped you figure out me like it's so I figured like there needs to be an artist out here doing therapy for artists or at least helping artists, you know, stay centered. Um, and so that's actually what I would tell. I think I mentioned this in some other thing, but that, that's what I would tell. Um, that's what I told all my grad school people the whole time. I was like, I'm not when I come out of this, I'm not going into social work. I'm going straight into private practice so that I can work with my niche population. I like saying niche. It's niche. Niche population, which is people who are like empathy and artists and who want to do something outside of the box with their lives. Um, you can't really go see somebody that's living inside the box and only has the answers for inside the box if you're completely outside of the box. <laughs> that's what I learned <laughs> through going through the whole program and, and uh, my own experiences. So that's what I have fashioned myself to be. And so right now I, um, I do coach people um, and it's very small, but I think I guess I'm willing to take on more people. If anyone is more, this, I don't know how big this audience is I'm talking to. It's, but 
and this is definitely not the way that I would uh, advertise myself, but I just realized I mentioned that I was like with a coaching client today and I've never talked about the fact that I actually coach. Um, so yeah, that's my, I, I, I approach coaching from a very spiritual witchy place, but also obviously a grounded place as well because it's a therapy background. But um, that's something that I really would hope to be able to um, see the world, be able to open itself up more, especially the helpers of the world to people who have such um, niche experiences or niche ways of living their life um, that that go very outside of the traditional norms of a nine to five or just like daily expectations for yourself. Like a lot of a lot of artists need their lives to be slower. You know, things need to go slower uh, because you're creating. Um, and sometimes the things that you, that come up for you or the things that you might be struggling with, it might take a different, um, like more a black and white therapist, uh, when I say black and white, like someone who's just seeing everything black and white inside the box, it might take them a little longer to help you with your issues. If you're having to explain yourself so many, so much, so much, so much, so much, so much, and having them and then explain the framework that you're in because they don't understand maybe your industry or whatever. So, um, that was something that I really like. I, I like tailored my own program, my experience to going through grad school to be able to do that. Um, and so, yeah, one day I will, well, I, I mean, I'm doing it already. So how do you advertise? I don't fucking know how to advertise myself for things. <laughs> well, I do, I guess. This is part of it. Uh, but this is like the, so this is the way I would do it then. Um, just silly like this. But I don't actually expect anybody to take this. It's just me letting y'all know that this is what I also do. <laughs> Um, but I don't have like a website or anything. Um, and I, yeah, no, I don't. So uh, anymore. So yeah, this is just for now letting y'all know that that's also what I do. And so that's also takes up some of my time is that, um, yeah, but this is some, this is, I want to do this so much. I love telling stories. Uh, it's so funny. I, um, I guess I do have stuff to talk about. Okay. So I'm just rolling now. Um, so what's funny about this is that when I, um, (laughs) Back in, was it December or, yeah, it was December, it was around Christmas, um, when I was, uh, get, well, preparing for my surgery, things were getting really crazy in my house and um, dangerous. And so I contacted the elders, the elder women that I was, that I was being mentored by, and they set up, I told them what was going on, they're like, it's dangerous, um, DV situation, I need help. And they set up this fake a holiday party for me to come to. Um, and they would like pack up all your stuff, bring bring your papers, bring everything. We're going to go everything. So, so I go, I drive out there and these four women, uh, I, we're sitting around, we sat around for like four hours while I told them the whole everything of what I had been going through in my marriage. And I said to them right then and there, I said, you know what, look, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to sit in a chair, I say, I, I want to be a comedian. And I was like, but I'm not going to stand up route because I didn't watch a lot of stand up and I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, so um, what I want to do when I leave this here life that you're helping me escape from is I want to sit pretty on a chase on a stage and in my like nice gown, like I'm dressed like I'm going to the Oscars and it's going to be called Welcome to the Oscars, the DV Oscars or whatever. And everybody's going to dress up like they're going to the Oscars, but we all come into the show and we watch and we're going to tell stories. I'm going to tell stories about the DV and all the stuff and just tell funny stories. Funny thing is that, so I tell them that, and they're like, yes, like they're all supportive. I'm like, I'm just telling them like, this is what I'm going to do, because that's the only way to process this shit is to just tell stories and be funny and to make fun of it, because that's how I was, you know. 
And they were like, this is amazing. So the thing, funny thing is, is that when I finally do escape and I get here to this house, the first thing I do, my parents walk me up here and walk me into my room. There's a massive chase in the corner. Oh, I literally stopped. And I was like, no fucking way, God. Spirit, what? Spirit guides? I was talking to my spirit guides. I was like, what, the f like, what is this? What is this? And I write down on the spot, tell my parents, like, you know, I literally said that this was what I was going to do. And I've never, I didn't even know what, did y'all even own this thing? <laughs> and here it is sitting in my bedroom that I'm, that I'm now walking into. Or this, this room that is now, because they had just renovated this barn. Like, I didn't, it was a surprise. I had no idea this barn was even like this. So this, this new room that they have had this chase in it. So I get in there and I take a picture of it and I send it right to the women. And I was like, I'm here, I guess. <laughs> um, and here we are. Like, what? Now I've been here for, gosh, ah, shit, like seven months or some shit. I don't know. It takes that long to, to come out of what I came out of, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but that's what's so funny about this is that I keep seeing. I'm like, oh, so that was prophecy like apparently i was gonna at some point be sitting pretty and just telling jokes cracking jokes telling the stories of my life to the fucking world um on a chase <laughs> although right now i'm sitting on my couch but uh that's what this turned into so i'm so grateful that i get to do this because that's how spirit works like you never do you you, you never end up doing a thing you think you're gonna do but you do the thing that you supposed to do <laughs> i guess or it always ends up working in a different way that you expected it to. And that's how I'm experiencing my life. Like, it becomes like a joke at that point. Like, God damn. Okay, I guess I'm supposed to start now. Like, I really did envision this happening like five years from now, maybe like <laughs> when I had, you know, an actual like set and shit, whatever. So this is fun. Thank y'all for listening to this because it really is, um, it's almost like a manifestation. Like I literally did sit down and tell them women that. And I told every person after that. I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just sit pretty and and tell the stories because that's all I got left at this point. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't feel like I, just, I ain't got nothing else at this point. So, um, obviously I have more left now, but it was at the time that just felt like that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's what I'm doing. So I will keep doing these and whatever comes out, comes out just like today. Um, but back to Beyonce, <laughs> happy Beyonce day. Doesn't just call it Beyonce day. Um, and Oh, I heard her album leaked too. That's so cute. I didn't know. I went to sleep last night at like I passed out at like nine and I woke up this morning at like eight. Like, I don't know what happened. I was out all night. Um, so I missed the whole midnight drop and everything. And I saw that she had made a thing saying it's, that it leaked, but thanking people for not um, listening to it before it leaked. So um, I got to see, I saw that part too. So congratulations that, you know, you have her, her uh, fan base is so loyal that they respect her art that way. So yeah, kudos to everybody and enjoy Beyonce, the rest of Beyonce day. And I'm gonna go now enjoy some of it myself. And happy Freya's day again. And happy weekend to everyone. Oh, it's also the new moon. So keep manifesting shit. Oh, it's also the Lionsgate still. There's so much happening right now. Lionsgate, new moon. Sirius is wide the fuck open apparently. Did we ever find out what happened with the, um, the thing that was gonna open the portal? What the fuck was that thing called? What the fuck was it called? I don't even remember what the, the group is called, but whatever government thing was supposed to shoot some shit into the air and open the portal. Did they ever do that? I don't, who knows? Things, who knows? We will see over the next month how things work, but until the 12th, the Lionsgate's supposed to be open, which means that Sirius is extra. Oh, okay, thank you, Spirit. Okay, that's why I'm supposed to mention that. Shit, y'all hear me. I'm supposed to mention this. Lionsgate is open at the same time as they opened up whatever the fuck they shot into the space. To, to open the dimension. So now, for the first time in history, both things are happening at the same time, which means 
our connection to Sirius is much stronger. Like, whatever was blocking us from them, which I don't really understand what the fuck they did with the, the portal. But either way, energies are coming strong from Sirius because it's like there's, there's less standing in the way now, apparently. So manifest, manifest, manifest. And um, ward yourself up again, still seriously, because it's like really important, especially with the, the shifting, the upshifting that's happening. Um, lots of like upping your protections, your spiritual protections. I mean, like not being afraid, but just, you know, taking care of yourself. So especially at nighttime. That's right. I did talk about the last time, like the, 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 the night sleep time. So everyone just take care. Have a good weekend. I think I'm, run- I'm done. I'm just rambling now. <laughs> okay. I love y'all. Bye.